Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. There's been plenty of climate-related drama in Strasbourg this week, with a massive disagreement stalling the expansion of the emissions trading scheme, but the total ban on polluting vehicles by 2035 coming to pass. We ask our member stations for their insight. The EU's climate legislation was on the plenary agenda this week, with MEPs discussing and voting on eight proposals to fight climate change. But Wednesday's session was plunged into chaos by the rejection of EPP member Peter Lieser's draft report proposing a revision and expansion of the emissions trading scheme, a key element of the so-called Fit for 55 climate package. Centre-right and right-wing forces had banded together to water down the agreement, with MEPs adopting a series of amendments to reduce emissions cuts and delay the phase-out of free carbon credits. EPP member Radan Kanev justifies these amendments in an interview with Bulgarian National Radio. Such a large-scale expansion during the inflationary spiral in which we live undoubtedly raises many questions, whether inflation will not increase in the EU as a result of such a political decision. This is also my concern, and this is the reason why I am author of many amendments which we hope will correct the direction of this bill to maintain free quotas for a longer period for those sectors in which there is no technological alternative. If there were alternatives, I am in favour, but when there is no alternative, it simply means a price increase, not a transition to new technology. But the amended report simply went too far for the Greens and the Social Democrats to stomach, and they shot it down at the 11th hour. It must now return to the Environment Committee for further work. Speaking to Euronet Plus member AMS shortly after his report was sent back to the drawing board, Peter Lieser expressed his disappointment and surprise over how things played out. I am very disappointed that the Social Democrats, the Greens and the right-wing extremists have rejected an extremely important climate protection law. And the craziest thing is that the Social Democrats gave as a reason for their rejection something they had agreed to in the Committee on Industry, Research and Energy. So the Social Democrats do not speak with one voice, but the climate must not suffer as a result, nor must planning security for industry. I hope they come to their senses quickly. The move had a ripple effect, as the Parliament was subsequently forced to postpone the votes on a number of other related aspects of Fit for 55. MEPs did, though, back the proposal to ban the sale and registration of any new emissions-producing cars from 2035 onwards. This means that diesel, petrol and even hybrid vehicles days are literally numbered. The traditional automotive sector, which argued for a more gradual transition, is up in arms, claiming that hundreds of thousands of jobs are on the line. Their fears are echoed by right-wing politicians from across the block, politicians including Brothers of Italy's Giorgia Meloni, who is also the leader of the European Conservatives and Reformists Party. Her comments are shared by Radio 24. The issue is not a lack of agreement with environmental protection. The issue is that environmental sustainability must go hand in hand with economic and social sustainability. 
Polish law and justice MEP Anna Zalewska said that the ban on combustion cars is clearly the work of lobbyists. She also believes that putting all of our eggs in the electric car basket does not guarantee clean air, since batteries are not necessarily as green as they seem. Algorithms count here. It's huge money. Lobbies, including the electric car lobby, are writing all sorts of sections of directives and regulations. Lobbies that officially show up in the offices of the EU institutions and the provisions, the formulations before us suggest one thing. The European Union seems to be parting with its competitiveness. It is moving towards economic destruction by voting to make it impossible to buy or register a car with a combustion engine from 2035. Some member states are further along the road towards electric mobility than others, and Spain is lagging behind, notes Esradio. Several other elements of the Fit for 55 package were also adopted including the report on natural carbon sinks and the regulation on greenhouse gas emission reduction targets for member states. Negotiations on these dossiers can now begin with the Council. On Tuesday, the 7th of June, the European Parliament and member states came to an agreement on common standards for minimum wages in the EU, which are intended to regulate how minimum wages are set, updated and enforced. But the proposal does not set a common minimum wage per se, nor does it actually oblige member states to introduce a statutory minimum wage. The very same day, Poland's Council of Ministers adopted a proposal to increase its national minimum wage by more than 12% from the current €654 to around €735 a month from January 2023, with a small additional rise tabled for six months later. Government spokesperson Piotr Müller emphasised that the move comes in response to soaring inflation. We want the minimum wage to be in line with the movements that are unfortunately occurring due to the inflationary pressures caused first by COVID-19 breaking the supply chains, then by Russia's gas blackmail and now by the military action in Ukraine. Meanwhile, Berlin has signed off on a 22% hike, says AMS which also shares comparative figures from across the bloc. According to Eurostat, Bulgaria has the dubious honour of the lowest minimum wage in the bloc at €332, Euros, with Latvia and Romania runners-up at the bottom of the scale at €500 and €515 Euros respectively, and Luxembourg at the top of the tree, guaranteeing a minimum of €2,257 Euros per month. Another goal of the directive is to strengthen collective bargaining by ensuring that 80% of employees in every member state are covered by collective agreements. This, unlike the minimum wage element, is a requirement rather than a recommendation. And while Luxembourg may have the highest minimum wage in the EU, only half of its workforce is covered by a collective agreement, highlights its national broadcaster 100.7. Luxembourg will therefore be one of the countries that will need to submit an action plan, as German MEP Dennis Radke explains. If this 80% is not reached, as is the case in many member states, the legal consequences is that member states must submit an action plan detailing the measures they intend to take to move the collective bargaining toward the 80% level or higher. This is very binding. Bulgaria 
Bulgaria's fledgling ruling coalition is already on the rocks after former showman Slavi Trivonov withdrew his There Is Such a People party. Trifonov cited, as one of the main reasons behind his decision, the Prime Minister's perceived shift in policy towards the start of EU accession negotiations with North Macedonia, which he referred to as national treason. PM Kirill Petkov has been left leading a minority government. He has called out his former coalition partners for rocking the boat at such a challenging time, says BNR and accused them of attempting to throw his anti-corruption efforts off course. We will not allow, for the sake of ego or backstabbing, or any other reason, Bulgaria to enter a spiral of elections at this time of war, during the energy crisis, the gas crisis, and when the reconstruction and development plan relies on 22 laws being adopted by the end of the year in order to receive the payments from Brussels. We are united and say no to chaos and to solutions that could throw our whole country into crisis and yes to fighting the corruption and changing the head of the corruption committee. On the subject of enlargement, Slovenia's foreign minister Tanya Fajon received the deputy speaker of the Ukrainian parliament Olena Kondratchuk in Ljubljana on Tuesday. Fayon reassured her guest that Slovenia is firmly in Ukraine's corner when it comes to its EU membership prospects, as RTV Slovenia reports. We agreed that the path would not be easy. We are committed to doing everything we can to help Ukraine along the way. Meanwhile, Lithuania's former foreign minister, Linas Linkovicius, notes that we must not forget Turkey, where attitudes are evolving. Linkovicius is talking to Žinių Radijas. Keeping Turkey in the process is more beneficial than marginalizing it or pushing it out of the sphere of influence. This is a really important country. I do not want to make predictions, but there will be a change soon. Something will change. A different approach will emerge. Sociological studies show that people there want to engage with the EU, which is a good sign, especially young people aged 18 to 24. The Turks are very positive about the relationship. There is no need to extinguish hope among those who see a future relationship with the EU. And in other news, as Europeans attempt to get on the move again, many have instead found themselves stuck in endless airport queues. According to Henrik Hollole, head of the European Commission's Directorate General for Mobility and Transport, Nobody thought the people's interest in flying would recover so quickly. For this reason, the necessary steps were not taken to fill all the posts left vacant as a result of the pandemic. And, he added, there is no quick fix. As we know, it's quite complicated in aviation. It is not as if I can hire someone today and have them working tomorrow. They have to be security cleared and they must be appraised of the safety requirements which requires training. It can take weeks to get someone up and running. This means that it's not possible to fix this problem right away. 
By the summer peak, the situation could be even worse if we do not act today. The real problems will arise in July and August. July and August are the busiest months in European aviation. The steps we are taking today will not change the situation by midsummer day, but we hope that they will have helped by the peak season and that the situation in airports will have improved. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next week for more insight from our member stations.